0: Being able to raise kids with confidence in their abilities and the fortitude they need to succeed while providing a loving atmosphere at home is becoming more and more crucial and increasingly more difficult, especially when you are trying to create something different from what you knew as a kid. My name is Wanda Howard, and I am the founder of Traditions of Truth and host of Successful Parenting Podcast. I am here to show you the real keys to having success as a parent where God is in the details so you can create the future you dream of and the home environment you love. Welcome back to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard, and today we have with us Scott Anderson. I have been so excited to interview him because this is a man who has been through the trenches of burnout. He knows the dangers that come along with it, and he has climbed back out of it. It was such a thrill to be able to get to meet him because you can tell in his eyes that he loves helping people. He knows what dangers people are going to be facing, and he knows how to help them get out of it. So thank you, Scott, for joining us. And before we dive into what you do, please share with everybody more about yourself and where you're from.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. It's great to be here. Uh, and, And thank you for everything you're doing for families. It's so, so important. Um, well, uh, with respect to parents, uh, I am the father of four children and, uh, which, uh, is, uh, certainly been both the adventure and blessing of my life. Um, and I am a serial entrepreneur. I've uh, run nine companies and sold six of them. Uh, there's two non-profit companies that are, or institutions that are still in business. And, uh, and then uh, I continue to run my coaching business. Uh, I'm an executive coach and also a licensed mental health therapist and uh, do a lot of work in the, the one of the nonprofits I started was to help military families. Speaking of families, uh, recover from post-traumatic stress disorder, um, not just the, the combatant, but the entire family, because it tends to be a family um, disorder. I mean, it affects everybody in the family.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, that's so that's a wide range of things that you <laughs> and focusing on. So what do you do currently? What is your main goal and mission? Right yeah.
1: My main focus right now is as you said earlier, is helping people recover from and ideally prevent the exhaustion and the overwhelm of burnout. Um, I I am a recovering burnout myself. Um, I you know and I and I know the the toll that it took on me but also took on my wife and on my family um you know it's very much like as i said earlier about post-traumatic stress disorder uh burnout cuts unfortunately a very broad swath it's not just the person going through burnout everybody in the family is affected and um you know, that's and that's the kind of the silent suffering that sometimes we forget. There's the individual that we hear about in articles and so forth who's who's burned out at work, and that's bad enough. But when that person can affect you know two, three, four, five other people, um, it becomes a you know an exponentially um, concerning problem.
0: Yeah, definitely. And when we use the word burnout, that's a very broad term. A lot of people yes. argue like is it even possible to get out of burnout? Like that doesn't seem even fathomable to a lot of people. So what, what, how do you define burnout? What does that look like?
1: You know, that's a great question because the term itself was coined in the seventies by a psychologist who was studying, and it's interesting given today's uh, situation, but he was studying uh, emergency room doctors and nurses. And when he used the term burnout, he meant the, a sort of, numbness, or when the passion would be, would go out. That was the burnout. When the, when the flame of passion for helping people would be burned out, would go out, uh, where, where both nurses and doctors would, because of the stress uh, and the trauma of the jobs that they're in, that they get to the point where they become somewhat numb and overwhelmed. Um, that was the original term as it was coined in the 70s. And since then, it's been used to describe just about everything from You know, I can remember my my uh, one of my kids was burned out with spelling once uh, during grade school. And so, you know, it's it's come to cover anything that people are tired of. But the World Health Organization and the American Psychiatric Association have have designated burnout as a bona fide disorder. And it has a very specific meaning. And this doesn't mean that people don't suffer from exhaustion and from overwhelm and anxiety and so forth. But but burnout, uh, according to the WHO and the APA, has a very specific definition and with very specific symptoms. And so it's a lot like uh, anxiety disorders and stress disorders, and in some ways, even like post-traumatic stress disorder, um, but it has symptoms all its own. So the, the first and most prominent is uh, bone tired exhaustion, um, physical, mental, spiritual psychological exhaustion the kind of exhaustion that even with a good night's sleep you just can't um, get get over it so that even if you have a good night's sleep uh or a long weekend or even a vacation people report that they're still exhausted i've worked with people that took a sabbatical for one for three months i think of a, another woman who took a six-month sabbatical and was just as exhausted at the end of sabbatical as she was prior to taking it So it's this very pervasive uh, exhaustion that doesn't get better, where people wake up in the morning and they're just as tired as when they went to sleep. So that's a big part of it. And it isn't just physical exhaustion. As I say, it's really, it's complete overwhelm, complete fatigue. Um, and And what people say is that not only are they exhausted, but they lose their motivation or passion for what they're doing. So in some ways, it kind of harkens back to the original burnout term from the 70s. Um, and so we work with people that are, you know, ordinarily very, very passionate about what they do, both at work and at home. Um, but what they report is, you know, they come home from work and it's all they can do to just sit on the couch and stay up till, you know, till eight o'clock, and then they just have to go to bed. And you know, what happens at home is that family members obviously notice this, that mom or dad or whoever just isn't who they used to be. Um and one of the most painful remarks I heard this myself from my own family, and so many of our clients have heard it. But it's the it's the remark that you're with us, but you're just not present. You're physically there, but it, emotionally you're not present. Where um, they're just people are just kind of sitting there, but they're not really engaged um, with the family or with their spouse or with other loved ones in the way that they used to be. So exhaustion is one of the most Um, the most obvious, I guess, um, symptoms. Uh, Another part of it is feeling isolated and disconnected. And some of this is, you know, this was compounded during COVID, of course, when we were genuinely isolated and and, uh, disconnected, but it's more a psychological or an emotional state um, of feeling, um, feeling apart from um, other people, uh, feeling that, maybe a community that existed either at home or at work um, feels as though they they don't feel that that sort of unity or community the way that they used to Um, is also one of the this disconnection or isolation the feeling of it is also very prominent and ultimately and unfortunately one of the most serious symptoms uh, and this usually is with folks that are very severely affected is that they go from feeling disconnected and kind of ambivalent about the people they work with and the people they live with but can actually get antagonistic or actually feel um a resentment and, and anger towards the people that they're around both to co-workers or bosses or employees as well as to family members um and so you know we've done a lot of we've worked with hundreds and hundreds of, of business people And, you know, it's a realistic problem. It's work home. It's every part of your life. It's not just work. It really, in fact, if anything, it kind of shows up more at home uh, in a way because people let their guard down a little bit and also because so many people have been working remotely.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That was a beautiful breakdown Though you mentioned, though, that a hurtful comment is you're with us, but you're not with us. You're not there. Yes. Um, So is that the kind of a hurtful comment that is a wake up call? Or is there something better that we could be saying to the people that we notice are in burnout, or even to ourselves if we notice that we're in that?
1: Well, you know, it hurts the people who who are feeling burned out, but I think it's the right conversation to have. You know, the the what tends to happen sometimes with families is that they just can't understand what what's happening with mom or dad or their, their husband or their wife or whoever it is, um, they just can't understand that they're not themselves anymore. And uh, they're not, and, and, and a lot of times it looks like and can feel like uh, to a spouse or a family members it can feel like they don't care about me or they don't love me. Either. And so there's a lot of hurt on you know, on both sides of this whole thing. Um, and one of so the question is actually, I think, a decent question to ask. It's a hard one for the person who's burned out to hear, but it's an important conversation to have. Uh, to, you know what what doesn't work is for people to suffer in silence and pretend it's not happening. Um, that that definitely doesn't work. And so, even if it does, you know, hurt the feelings of the person who's burned out. At some point, we have to have an open and honest conversation about what is going on here. You know, and. Um, the problem with so many of the folks that we deal with is that they get to a place where they just don't feel like there's any hope. Um, that, that they're so exhausted and feel so behind the eight ball. Um, and, and today, uh, at work, people are doing you know the work of multiple people, and so they feel as though I've got to show up and be this sort of superhuman person, uh, which I used to be. But today, it's all I can do to even show up at all, much less be a super, uh, superhuman. And then they also, they they also have uh, in the home front, you know, they want to show up and be super mom or super dad or super husband or super wife, and yet are completely exhausted. So there's this, there's a real despair often with people that are burned out because they just don't know what to do about it.
0: Yeah. That's so true. So tell more about your story and what that was like for you when you were going sure. to burnout so that people can kind of put the pieces together with their own life to see if it's something sure. like that they connect with.
1: Sure. Well, as I mentioned, I, I, uh, have been an entrepreneur all my life and I was uh, running in advertising uh, agencies, the last big business that I was involved with. And, um, I really went through all three symptoms that that I just mentioned Uh, at first just felt really exhausted and down and also disconnected and isolated, even from a business that had my name on the door Um, from disconnected from my business partners, from uh, other teammates, from clients. I just really lost all of my passion uh, for it. And, you know, in retrospect, and I wish that I I had known what I've, what was happening. Um, you know, I, what I should have done was to leave the business probably three or four years before I sold it, um, and not put my coworkers and partners through what I put them through. Um, but you know, I did have this, this exhaustion and this sort of hopelessness and, um, and ultimately antagonism towards others and, and kind of resentment towards others. So, um, Anyway, I did finally leave the business. My partners were happy about that, um, and and I was going to start a, my coaching business anyway, which I had started within the advertising agency. But I went through a series of things thereafter where, was, you know, it was really hard to find to get that energy back. It was really hard to get rid of the the resentment that I felt, um, and the the and to really access the the passion that I felt for the coaching business that I was now starting on my own. And uh, it was really tough to find that energy. And at first, you know, as a mental health therapist, you would think I would have accessed all of the the secret tools. Um, But I was really kind of lost and worked, you know, I worked with uh, a number of my very talented colleagues to try to find the answer, but I didn't really find it. Um, uh, And finally, just started to Really, just dig in especially into the research that's been done into workplace burnout, and uh, there are some people. Uh, Christina Maslach, in particular, who's a professor at University of California, Berkeley, is pretty much the the uh, guru of workplace burnout. And so I started studying her research and other of her colleagues' research, and was able to discover some evidence based practices that do in fact help. and uh, which, and they're very counterintuitive, at least for me. But I started to do them in desperation. And I started to feel a little bit better. Then I shared them with uh, both my coaching clients and my therapy clients, who are also a number of them business people going through burnout. And they were sort of my guinea pigs at first. They were willing to try anything, too. And we were able, over time, to sort of see what works and put together a system that, thankfully, is helpful. You know, a lot of people, including Saving Me, I was just at the very the very depths, uh, Thoreau called it, I think, uh, quiet desperation. And that's really what it's like. It's just hell, not just for me, but for my family, for my co-workers, for everybody.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. And when you talked about that aggression that you were feeling when you feel antagonistic towards people, it's hard to like recognize that it's coming from you. It's not actually coming from
1: exactly. Myself.
0: So what exactly. was it that helped you identify that?
1: Well, part of it to begin with was just realizing that in in doing my research, mainly into into Dr. Maslach's work, was that this is a symptom of burnout. This is one of the things that comes from burnout, um, and uh, you know, it doesn't. I don't excuse my my behavior or make an excuse for my behavior, but but I, I did learn that this is a this is a very common response uh, to burnout. And, um, I didn't know that. So, you know, it was very, very helpful to just to begin with, to just kind of know that, to know what's going on. And in fact, I found that with a number of my clients to just learn a little bit about the fact that that burnout is a serious problem. It's not, you know, it's not the common cold. You can't put a bandaid on it. Um, If you have the symptoms I described, then it's, it's not just going to go away. And unfortunately, I've seen people who have quit their jobs, or sold businesses, uh, uh, gotten divorced, even um, abandoned the the profession that they had, take, taken you know big sabbaticals and so forth, all in the, in the hope of changing outside things. But it's just as you said. I mean, it's an inside job entirely, and uh, kind of the last place that we look. It's so easy to kind of point towards them you know, either yeah. my workplace or my home life, and it's their fault. Um, but so that was the main thing was just to learn kind of the science behind it and, um, and to learn that it's very, very common.
0: Yeah, it's so true that the knowledge behind what ails us is so empowering. Because just like with your background of psychiatric um, profession, that wasn't enough to keep you from burnout. You needed more, you need more of that expertise and that more of understanding. And as you walk through it, now you were perfectly equipped to be able to help others through it. And it's a very unique specialty. So I definitely know that people will be able to relate to that. Um, I'd like to
1: say it was virtue, uh, but it wasn't at all. I mean, I just got to a point where I was so, Beaten up, I'd so beaten myself up that I was willing to consider doing things that I was too stubborn to do before. Um, you know, I was desperate enough to try some things that I hadn't been desperate enough to try. Counterintuitive kinds of things, you know, because it's unfortunately there's a lot of burnout that is that is counterintuitive. It seems like to the human brain, I should just reach out and change the, the facts in my life or the people in my life or the, the scenarios in my life. And that's that won't help.
0: Uh, and I think that this can give a lot of hope to people because we don't want to have to let go of everything or to change our whole life in order to feel good again, but not knowing where to turn is oftentimes the biggest hurdle that we have. So exactly. what do you do to get people started? What, how do you help people really start sure the dots connect in their life?
1: Well, one of the things, as I say, is just information is very, very useful to understand what you're up against. And, and really, to begin with, to understand if burnout is even the issue, because there's a lot of similar things that, that could be the issue. Um, we have, I'll, I'll give you some links that if you'd like, you can post in the show notes. But there are a couple of things that I think would be helpful. Um, one of them is we have an online assessment that people can take, and um, it's an abbreviation of the MASLAC uh, Burnout Inventory. And so it's uh, fewer questions, but it gets it, it addresses each of the symptoms that I mentioned, and that w- that's a good way for people to understand, you know, what are the symptoms, number one, and to what degree am I exhibiting symptoms. So that's number one: is find out what's really going on. Um, we always um, ask people to, in COVID in particular, a lot of people haven't seen their doctors as regularly as they used to. So we, you know, we really encourage people to see their doctor and find out how their how their overall health is doing. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and so once, let's assume for the moment that, that we've diagnosed this as burden, but that's really the issue. Um, to, number one is, again, is just to know the facts about it and to know that there really is a solution for it, um, not only to recover from it, but but actually to prevent it, which is one of the things I'm most interested in, in, in helping corporations. But to recover from it, there are some very uh, concrete, practical, Counterintuitive, but practical and, and easy actually to do once you're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took it took me a, a while to uh, to get that I really had to do these things. They're not complicated. They're actually quite simple. Uh, but it's an inside job, um, and I should I should add right away that the uh, one of the you know if you're working in a in a workplace where it's a predatory environment or an unjust or misogynistic or racist environment, then you should get out. I'm not, you know, I don't by any means wanna say that, um, you know, to invalidate somebody's experience like that. If you're having experience like that, then you should just get out of it. Um, And uh, what what we're talking about is for people who have, uh, who may also have these these symptoms. And, uh, you know, if you do, fortunately um, getting the information um, getting an assessment, possibly talking to your doctor. And then um, I'll, I'll send you also a link to a couple of things. One is uh, we've developed a, a video about the five shifts that are, we have found are the most important ones uh, in, in recovery from burnout. And we'll also, I'll also provide a link to a 10-point uh, burnout health checklist, which kind of goes through some of the points that I've, that I've talked about. Um, some of it's obvious and some of it isn't, it isn't as obvious. Uh, but there are some very practical things that people can
0: do. Oh, well, awesome! Yes, thank you. Send those my way. The I like though that it's not these big, huge things that we need to be doing. It is definitely these little shifts that we need to be making. And yes. talked a lot about helping people individually because on an individual, family level, one-on-one, like this can help people's lives and to really change and to find that joy and pleasure in what they wanted to enjoy doing in the first place. But how you focus specifically on healthy growth inside of businesses and growing businesses, correct?
1: Uh, Well, yes. I mean, the people that we work with are typically people that come from business in one way or another. Uh, That's mainly because that's my my own orientation. But the approach that we take is holistic. It's uh, designed to not only address uh, work issues, but really every area of a person's life including uh, home and community and um, relationships and recreational activities and the whole you know the whole gambit because one of the things we've learned is that you really can't compartmentalize or at least for recovery from burnout you really can't compartmentalize it's not enough to say I'm going to do better at work but do but but be uh, but go home and continue to be not present with your family so the recovery has to happen in 360 degrees. Um, it's just that um, you know our orientation for our program is, is in working with with people that are in business, um, either uh, you know as, as professionals or some individuals who own in their own companies. Um, that's sort of the the orientation that I have. But if the recovery process is holistic. Absolutely, um, it has to be home and and work relationships, Uh, the whole thing has to get better.
0: I love that. Especially, I feel like in society today, so many people think you have to just go all in in one area while these areas suffer. And then you come back to these ones while this one suffers. And, And it seems we're chasing this balance idea, which balance may not be possible, but it definitely is possible for every area of life to thrive. And not to have one another. So that's
1: so true. You know, that's actually one of the things, one of the themes that we really preach is that, um, you know, after a while, when you're beaten down with burnout, what we what a lot of people kind of settle for or, um, or, or aspire to is survival. And you know, during COVID and during the economic crisis that came with that, you know, can certainly understand. That, that to merely survive is is understandable. That urge, um, but yeah, what we're really talking about is thriving. That's the that's the difference. If we set our sights on mere survival, we will merely survive, and uh, we'll just keep our noses above water. Um, but there is so much more that's that's possible. You know, and one of the one of the biggest shifts of the five shifts in our program, one of the biggest ones is instead of uh, allowing our thoughts and our emotions to bully us into behavior that's designed to essentially make, make thoughts or emotions go away, um, instead what we wanna do is to substitute our, the values of the individual, and ultimately the values that the family agrees, agrees on to substitute that for um, basically being bullied by, by thoughts and emotions. And um, it's, a, it's a really important shift. And a lot of times we have husbands and wives who do this program together because we found that when they do that and um, kind of clarify or maybe rediscover their individual values, but also the values for their family and use that as true north, use that as the GPS um, versus reacting to stress or trying to make stress go away. Um, but instead to operate out of our values that then there is... Um, you know, real recovery can happen and thriving is possible, not just surviving, as you said.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant to bring in more of the family members because especially if you're struggling with right. burnout, you you don't have any strength to carry anymore. And so to bring right. the people that care about you most to go along that journey with you, that's amazing. That's really cool. So when people... Uh, Burnout is such an interesting topic, just because the nature of it in of itself, it, you don't have any more desire to keep going. But that thrive, or survival, it's so hard to even imagine what thriving is like. So
1: that's, you- oh, you're so, that's so true. And, you know, i I've, one of the things that, and it kind of breaks me heart every time I have this conversation, but when I interview people who are interested in our program, one of the things I... We talk at first about the symptoms and really the hell they're going through. Uh, but at some point in the conversation, we pivot and we get to um, the, um, what do you want your life to really look like? And unfortunately, when we have that part of the conversation, a lot of times people are so burned out and discouraged that they they kind of are deer in the headlines. They, can't, they, they kind of can't imagine what a life worth living would look like. And so we really try to, I understand this, this was true for me, and it's true of all the people that we work with. So you really have to meet people where they are. And one of the problems with being burned out is that you're burned out. So it's difficult, uh-huh. you know, to take these actions. If you had mountains of optimism and energy, uh, you wouldn't be talking to me. You know? <laughs> and so, so one of the keys is to really meet people where they are. And where they are when we meet them is they're exhausted. And they're kind of demoralized and uh, their passion is gone. So, the, our program is sort of broken into three parts. And the first third is all about recovering the physical energy and the emotional energy and learning how to deal with negative thoughts and feelings that, that for most burned out people, are really bullying them into feeling like they need to the isolate or that they need to sort of snap back at people. Um, so that's really the first third is, is just to get um, to have some pragmatic, easy to use tools that you can use in a day to day basis to recover your energy and um, kind of get yourself back. The second third uh, of the of the program is about values and goals to substitute for disturbing thoughts and emotions, to substitute what, what do you really want in your life? What do you really love in your life? And um, let's pursue that and use that as your GPS, versus trying to either get rid of or avoid um, disturbing thoughts or emotions. Wow! Uh, but so you have to start really though with where people are, and if people, uh, you know, if people are excited and enthusiastic and optimistic, they wouldn't be in our program. So, you know, we need to start where people really are.
0: I love that, and your unique like business and what your focusing on is so critical for the people in burnout because any of the programs that promise growth or um, even whether it's in their family or in their career growth seems daunting and impossible because yes burned out and so your program is catered around their needs exactly where they're going to be and it's not going to over um over extend their abilities it's going to be right where that's
1: correct Oh, that's that's nice. right. Yeah. We, and it's and it's also it's incremental. We need to just, you know, if we can just begin to move a little bit, taking intentionally small actions and setting intentional small goals. The whole idea is to slowly rebuild confidence and, uh, and energy. And uh, fortunately, we can start you know, with we do start with intentionally tiny actions. Um, the important thing is that they are, in fact, doable by the, you know, by the burnt out person. And even with, you know, uh, feeling a lack of hope or a lack of energy um, to start with things that they can actually do. And we build on that rather quickly. They make progress quickly, but but it's important to start with what's realistic versus what's beyond the grasp.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what was it then for you that brought that light of hope that... Is, is there a book or a quote or something that you've been able to hold on to that's given you that hope when you felt that burnout?
1: You know, for me, it was just the, um, I, I started taking these actions in desperation, not thinking that they would work, but I had tried my way. Yeah. <laughs> and my way definitely did not work. So, um, you know, I only tried these things I'm unfortunately a very stubborn uh, person. I didn't try any of these things out of virtue or or smarts. It was all out of pain and failure. And, uh, but what I noticed is that when I started to take them, I started to feel a little bit better. There's a technique that we, we give people from the very first day, which I practice still a lot today, which is just a very, very, very basic mindfulness technique. Um, it only takes five seconds to do, but you use it whenever you're feeling overwhelmed or feeling stressed out or feeling um, really uncomfortable, upset. And um, it was a tiny little action that I was fortunate enough to stumble into. And, and, and you know, it's I, I call this sort of meditation for people who think they can't meditate. But it's only a five-second technique, but it's just incredibly helpful. The key we've learned is to practice it multiple times a day. What we tend to do in America especially is to work for 50 weeks and then think that, you know, uh, two weeks at the end of recovery is going gonna, is gonna to bring us back to life. That's not how burnout recovery works, and it's not how we get our energy back. We have to recover multiple times during the day and uh, to release the stress and, and completely drop the anxiety multiple times a day. That's really the key to it. Um, anyway, what I noticed was that I started to feel better. Um, You know, one of the most important uh, processes that we discovered is forgiveness. I mentioned um, the uh, resentments. One of the most important shifts in this whole process is about forgiveness. We have a a process that we specifically take people through so that they can forgive themselves for how they've been. I needed to forgive myself for sure, but particularly to forgive others. And that process is just incredibly uh, freeing. And you asked when the light
0: went on, you know, that's a big, big part. Oh, that's so cool. And one of the things too, that I think our listeners will probably wonder is like, well, why don't we just give them the techniques now? Why don't we just like tell them all the little things right now? Yeah, And I think it's so important to know that techniques are valuable, but without the knowledge behind them and without really diving into how to use them, they're just another thing to weigh you down. They're not going to help. So I think it's so valuable what you're doing because it gives them that information with the technique and not just one. of the. Well, we
1: found over time that there is sort of a sequence um, that seems to work the best. Um, you know, we don't want to overwhelm. We want to give people first aid as fast as we possibly can, but we have learned that there is sort of a sequence that, that works the best. And that is the most sort of digestible uh, by people that have sort of disappointed themselves and, feel like they're disappointing others. Um, the last thing they want is more disappointment. So, yeah. um, so there is, you know, I, having said that, I'm happy to give away uh, everything we got um, and I will give you these links. Uh, but, but having said that, yeah, the process is, there is a, a system to it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything more that you want our listeners to know and to help them along in their journey?
1: Well, I guess the main thing is I just want people to know that there is hope. If this is, if any of what I've said is, resonates with you, if you feel this way, uh, and you feel really defeated, I want you to know that there is absolutely hope. It is absolutely possible to not only recover, but to do so much more quickly than the time it took you to get into this state. Sometimes I talk to people and they think, well, it took me three years or five years to get into this. Will it take me three or five years to get out. No, it won't. Uh, it's amazing that you can get out a lot uh, quicker than that, and even better from my perspective is that you can stay out of this burnout permanently and have confidence that equipped now with some new skills and using your values instead of trying to trying to uh, make disturbing thoughts go away. It's amazing, you know, what you can have. So that's the main. Thing. If you're really feeling kind of hopeless, I want you to know that there is a ton of hope. And uh, not just to recover, which is all I would have given my right arm for, but to really live a life that is more fulfilling and more joyful than I ever imagined having. Uh, As I said, I would have just settled for just to have some of the symptoms go away, but much more is possible.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so if people have connected with what you're saying and they want to know more, you've provided those links that you talked about, is there any way else that they can connect with you or what's the best way to get in touch with you if they want your help?
1: Well, one way is um, we have a, um, a uh, Facebook group called beyond burnout. And if you go to Facebook and just look, look up the groups and look for beyond burnout um, there's a uh, open free group where you can get lots of information. Uh, we have a community of several hundred people who are in our group and, um, where people are not just me. I mean, I'm sharing videos and different techniques, but also members of, uh, of the group are sharing their own progress. And it's a really, it's a good place and a safe place to share your experience and to get encouragement and to learn some of these techniques and get help.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Scott and anybody who's listening. Thank you for being here with us and we will see you next time. I am so glad that you are able to be here and discover more with us of what it means to be a successful parent. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rate and review so that we can reach more amazing parents who are looking for ways to truly succeed with their kids too. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at WandaHoward.Live. If you're like, holy cow, this was amazing, but I have so many more questions, then send me a DM with your biggest takeaways and all of your questions. I'll be sure to take care of you. Have an amazing day, and I will see you in our next episode.